Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG, along with Trent Condon. We talk the world of sports up until 2 o'clock and localize it as we will do coming up uh, in this, the 1 o'clock hour. Rob Doster will be here. We will talk college basketball with him. He covers college basketball for NBCSports.com. Uh, there was some carnage over the weekend in the top 25, no doubt about that. We'll get into that with uh, Rob at about 120. And then Tim Yotter, one of the four local teams, the only one of the four local teams that's still standing. They will host the New Orleans Saints. It's the final game of the weekend. Philadelphia starts things off. Uh, they will host Atlanta game one, it's 335 roughly. Iowa State plays at two, so not too bad. Uh, then uh, the Patriots, of course, they're the night game on Saturday. Uh, as uh, <clears throat> well, well, we'll see how that one turns out. A pretty good idea. It's not going to go well if you're a Titans fan. Uh, then uh, tomorrow, Sunday afternoon, the noon kick is Pittsburgh hosting Jacksonville. And then the Saints and the Vikings will battle, and we will talk to Tim Yotter about that at about 140. Trent Condon. Vikings, Saints. The winner's going to the Super Bowl. You think I'm so? I'm convinced of it. Yeah, I, I can't I quite think go there yet. So, but, but you're more so of a lean to yeah. don't sell Atlanta short. Of the two, yeah, between right. them and Philly. But then Philly gets a win. and they're See, I think Philly's going to give them trouble. I, I got to think that if you're a Philadelphia Eagle, you're sick and tired of hearing that you're the first number one seed ever to be an underdog. Yep. yep. You're the you're you're sick and tired of the fact that nobody believes in you anymore since mm-hmm. your quarterback has gone down. Right. Um, I, I think this Eagles this Eagles pride is going to rear its head this mm-hmm. weekend. I can buy that. I think. I know I'd be taking the points. I'm scooping them up all day long. Is it still at three or two and a half? It's two and a, it, it went to three for a moment. I think it was. What's today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hawkeye Huddle yesterday. Day is what it, day it, it is. is. It is the Hawkeye Huddle Day from five to six here uh, on seventeen. Sure, is Brett Ridge and Dave Creighton will be here. But uh, yeah, yesterday for a moment, I knew it was at three at a couple of shops mm-hmm. in Vegas. But yeah, you can't get three here. Uh, Everyone needs you. Got to scoop up those. Right? I'm going to, but the public's uh, fickle. Yeah, how do you think the public did last night? We'll talk to Jason earlier or later, rather, in the week. I got to think that. I got to think they made out okay. Oh, I think they did well. Because Alabama didn't cover. Right. Um, and Georgia didn't win the football game with the, right. so the money line bets that they... I know they had some liability out there. There were a lot of people that were laying a lot of money to mm-hmm. win a little bit of money um, on the favorite. Yeah, I, th- I think they did pretty well. Now, I yeah. don't know about the props or anything like that, but... They did well in the NFL. Oh, uh, Kansas City in the teasers. Yes. Not, and that was game one. That kicked the crap out of everybody's yeah. teaser. There's got to be some money line teasers in there. Yeah, I would think. Parlays, I mean, and, and the teasers were all dead. <laughs> I yeah, I, I think it was a very, very profitable 
three-day period in yes. football for the uh, for the books. Now, any Sunday teaser just on either side would have been winner for the public, right? Uh, because regardless yes. of who you took yes. in game one, you covered. Aren't those great? Of, yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I love them. I know they're yeah. tough. They're tougher than you think, after all. But the, the payouts aren't what the actual numbers say they should be. Mm-hmm. But it's still nice. Yeah, plus 150 and a little two-teamer. All right, here we go. Give it so a whirl. Four and a half, five points. So you go up to the three-team seven-pointer. Oh, yeah. I, I played them all. I've lost them all. Won a few. <laughs> Very few. Probably more than you've lost. <laughs> yes. uh, let's uh, let's hear some calls, shall we? I'll yeah. let uh, the audience be the judge as to which one is their favorite. I know which one's mine. So wh- what have we got? In order, we've got Chris Fowler, ESPN Deportes. I think the ESPN Radio follows that, Sean McDonough. Then we're going to hear Eli Gold, the Alabama call, the Georgia call, and then... Russia TV is part of this as well. Okay. So let's hear them. This is the, They're all the exact same play, the final play of the college football season. You be the judge. I know which one's my favorite, Trent. I'm anxious to see you as a play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Which one you think is your favorite? Let her rip. And this is Chris Fowler to begin. Thank you, Bailoa. Try to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Y ahora sí despertó el público. Taigo Baloa con el pase largo tiene el hombre. Touchdown! Alabama is el campeón. Three receivers right, one to the left, straight back to pass, going deep, throwing it down the, the far sideline, and it is caught for a touchdown. Devontae Smith wins the national championship down the left sideline and wide open behind the defense one true freshman to another here's Tua stepping back loads up looks long throws end zone touchdown Touchdown, Alabama Devontae Smith touchdown Alabama and the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain 16 yards, second 26 on the 41, they say. Tungo Vailoa going downfield. He's got a man open. Oh, my God. Touchdown. Alabama has won it. We just lost him in the secondary. Too deep. Got behind our quarterback in the Crimson Tide. Sweet jubilation for them as the dogs are heartbroken. Так, опять большой зону, тачдаун. Вот это да. Потрясающе. Вот что творится, а? Алабама Квинсон Тайд, чемпион э, сезона I think that was Cutcliffe. It said this may it was the first this guy's this may end yes. the national championship. All right, which which call did you think was the best? Uh well, there are two that annoyed me as a play-by-play guy. Okay, yeah, when the color guys stepped over him. Right. ESPN Radio, McDonough, I thought had a very good call. Mm-hmm. Fowler's was terrible. 
Mm-hmm. Great with you. Awful. Yep. Great with you. Uh, and the Georgia? That was great. It was really good. Yeah. It was professional play-by-play with... Heartbreak. Heartbreak. <laughs> it, it, it was really well done. In that moment, keep your poise, but also parlay what your listeners are going. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the best of, of the bunch. But I again, like- also... His color guy stepped over. He, he did. My Any favorite, color guys out there, knock it off. Yeah, learn your lesson. Uh, my favorite is Sean McDonough. Anytime you get McDonough going through puberty. Yes, the, the when, voice when crack. his voice cracks, as it did in what we thought was a fumble mm-hmm. uh, in the Kansas City uh, uh, game this past weekend. Um, <laughs> that that that. When it, when I get Chris McDonough's voice, Chris Sean McDonough's voice cracking, that puts it over the top. That tells good. me it's a pretty good play. Yep, it's good. He's he's good. Yeah, Eli Gold, the Alabama play by play guy, and again his color guy stepped all over him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard though if you're doing color and you you're watching from up above and you're seeing what everybody yes. else is saying. Oh my God, this has a chance, mm-hmm. and it's tough to do. And I don't know who the color guy is. I'm just going to assume he played there. Yeah, I mean that's his team that's about to win a national champ. It's tough to you know keep your um, comments to yourself. I, I don't know. Sean McDonough was good. Fowler was not. No, no. And here's the other thing about Fowler. There were two, there were two occasions last night. He had Eason in the game. Eason under center wow. at one point. And the Alabama kicker, uh, Papa. Yeah. Papa. The Greek kid. The Greek kid. Right? Yep. Yeah. Papa. He had Papa lining up to hit Rodrigo's. 51-yard oh, no. field goal. Oh, no. If you go back and listen, yeah. he has um, he can, he had Eason in the game, mm-hmm. and Papanastos, close. Yeah, I'll um, give it to you. Yeah, right? Uh, coming on for when Blankenship was going to kick the overtime at the time, go ahead, 23-20, 51-yarder. That's he had two occasions. He's not very good. No, and look, we, you and I make mistakes. I'm, oh. I'm more so, well, I'm more so than you. Um, that's but not true. I, I'm in Des Moines. You're, yeah. in, Des, you're in Des Moines. Yes, yes, right? yes. Um, and we're glad to be here. Don't get me wrong. Yes, but this is a national championship, yeah. and you want the best, right? And, and I'm not saying the Musburger should have been there because he was even. I'm such a fan, but he was getting old. Too. Yes, he, he was starting to. Um, his skills his were age. eroding a little bit. It yes. happens. It does happen. It happened to Pat Summerall. Mm-hmm. I love Summerall. It happens to all of them, Trent. Yes. It's it's not as easy as people think it mm-hmm. is. And new names. And I was doing a game last uh, Friday night and got a message on Twitter from somebody. Actually, the pronunciation is this. And I asked somebody from Southeast Polk. In advance to help you and they, gave yes. you, they took you down the wrong they, path? Well, and they said... Yeah, it's this. It wasn't that. And I right. heard it from a couple. It, those kind of thing, things happen, but yeah, to have the kicker wrong in a national championship. And the quarterback. That was. Jake Fromm has played since Notre Dame. <laughs> right, right. Decent, yeah. by the way, to Washington. How about that? I mean, it's yeah. not going to take him very long. You, you, you like Browning's McDonough. got one year left. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, you like McDonough. I yes. like McDonough. Yep. I uh, didn't love the booth with him and Gruden. Gruden, I, I was, I'm kind of, I was out, I was ready for him. Yeah, because I was a huge fan too. I'm with you. My, my Gruden, where I really liked Gruden, was on the bus. Yes, and that the quarterback camp. Mm-hmm. I really liked though. I liked him at the draft. Draft was pretty good. Yep. It's funny you say that because I think this year was the first year that Gruden in the MNF booth was starting to, at least for me, because I'm such a fan to. I didn't hold it where I, at one point, recently did. I, I'm with you. 
the chemistry just it never quite worked. McDonough has a little bit more fun. He'll poke. You can't. Gruden will throw, throw a couple of self-deprecating things at him every once in a while, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. McDonough likes to do it a little bit more, I mm-hmm. think, than he was comfortable with. it. But that was why I was surprised after the game. Were you still watching when they cut back to them up in the... Uh, and they did the, the fist pump at the end. Yes. It was kind of awkward. Yes. They shook hands and then one more fist. Yeah, but yeah, but I, McDonough I was kind of cracking. And I was surprised by that because their he chemistry was, was never great. And that's why I was a little bit surprised. I thought they by respected that. each other. Yes, yes, I, I always felt that. Right, but I just never felt like maybe they were that close. That yeah, McDonough I gotcha. Had. You know, a booth that who was it? Was it Rick Goslin? Goose? Somebody? I wish I could remember to give them credit because everybody like me, you know, Peyton Manning slides right in there. You know, a name that was thrown out this weekend. It made great. I mean, it makes perfect sense because I loved them in college football. Sean McDonough. And, and Chris Spielman. Spielman. Great great combo. Weren't they good in college? Very, very good. Absolutely. I mean, Spiel- Sign me up for that right now. Spielman's lost in the NFL, I think. Yeah. Who's he work with? Um, oh. I don't even remember who he works with. He's down the list. It's, it's not Chris Myers, is it? No, 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 no. I would hope not. No, no I don't think he's so. He's way down in the pecking He's like order. the number four crew, something Probably like that. so. Yeah. Yeah, on, I don't even know if he's CBS or Fox. It's Fox. It's Fox. Yeah. yeah. Um, But that... that that duo of McDonough and Spielman doing college football was mm-hmm. as good as there was for me. Run it back. Run it back on Monday right? Night Football. I mean, I, I could see that happening. But he just signed with Fox. He so. did, and he left ESPN to do so. Yes. Might be difficult. Yeah, but that, that booth makes some sense. Randy Moss, something different. That's yeah, what I, I, see. I could see that happening. I could see that happening. Might, need to need, might have to be a three-man booth, though, which is tough. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if... During those lulls, if Randy Moss would be able to have enough to fill it. Could he go toe-to-toe with McDonough? Right. Sean McDonough is a really bright guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that Randy Moss isn't, but when you put a microphone in front of him with the with the fill time, so that, there you get in trouble. Yeah. You got seven guys up on a panel. He can throw in his quips, and yeah. I think he's really good at that. And I, I think he too. would be interesting. Might have to be a three-man booth. Mm-hmm. Bring back Kornheiser. Dennis Miller. Uh, not Dennis Miller. Kornheiser. Okay. Um, yeah, well, we'll we'll see that announcement should be coming. I don't know, relatively soon, right after the Super Bowl, probably so. Yeah, we'll take a timeout. Rob Doster, college basketball. We're going to go uh, college hoops on a national perspective. We'll focus on the Big Ten and the Big Twelve at the top of that. Uh, and look forward to Rob Doster and then Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Trent Connor and myself with you until 2. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom! Hey guys, Trent Condon here again from 1700 KBGG. We made it. A new year upon us. A happy 2018. No lot of people have New Year's resolutions, things you want to improve upon, but a lot of times you need help. If better health is one of your goals in 2018, I have a place for you that has helped me. It's New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness has built a strong history helping one patient at a time. They'll make a program specifically designed for you from weight loss, hormonal treatment, maybe it's migraines, so many things that New Leaf Wellness can help you with in 2018. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. I light the night for my dad. I light the night for my daughter. I light the night to end blood cancer. 
The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. At the Home Depot, free carpet insulation means free carpet insulation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet $699 or more means free installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. As a small business owner, you're always on the go. So how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call? Grasshopper. That's right. With Grasshopper, you get all of the features of a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use directly on your cell phone. You get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional. Customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to your team. And you can work from anywhere using Wi-Fi calling or our desktop app. And with our mobile app, your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number. Voicemails are transcribed and sent to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance. So whether you're on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone, Grasshopper makes it happen. Set up your account in just minutes. There are no long-term contracts and support is 24-7. Get your calls, stay connected, thrive. Now get $20 off your first month when you visit grasshopper.com slash radio. Grasshopper.com slash radio. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. It costs $15 per day to provide the necessary shelter, food, and veterinary care for every animal at the Animal Rescue League of Iowa. And right now we have over a thousand animals in our care. For as little as $5 a month, you can join our loyal friends club to ensure that the ARL will continue to be there for animals in need. The need is now. The need is local. Visit arl-iowa.org backslash donate to start giving today. Thank you. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Here we go. 
Back to Iowa's only local sports show over your lunch hour. Here's Ken and Trent. Show 1700 KBGG. Tim Yotter coming up in about 15 minutes or so. VikingUpdate.com. Right now, let's talk college basketball and do so on a national perspective. Rob Doster uh, joins us. NBCSports.com. College basketball talk. He is with us. Rob Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thank you for coming on. How are you, Rob? What's going on, guys? How we doing? Doing fine. You know what I want to start with you is, um, well, there's a ton of carnage this past weekend, but the Michigan State-Ohio State game, to me, was maybe is, um, not a head-scratcher, but it, 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 look, uh, Ohio State's getting good. I, I thought Michigan State was still head and shoulders above anybody in the Big Ten Conference. Do they have company now as far as at the top of that conference, or was that a, a one-off, if you will? I don't think it was a one-off because I think that Ohio State is actually, you know, pretty good. Uh, I think that Kata Bates' job uh, might actually be the Big Ten Player of the Year at this point, which is kind of crazy to think about it. Uh, you know, he you got a guy in that conference that had a double double in every single game in Jordan Murphy, and you have Miles Bridges in that conference, and the guy that is winning Player of the Year was on the team that was so bad last season that Thad Mod ended up getting fired for it. So. I don't think that Ohio State is a fluke by any stretch of the imagination. I do, however, think that this is the kind of thing that happens in conference play, right? If you look at the favorite for every one of the big six leagues, uh, not including the, the, the American, Villanova has a loss in the Big East already. Arizona has a loss in the Pac-12 already. Kansas has a loss in the Big 12 already. Uh, Texas A&M is 0-3. In the SEC, Kentucky has a loss in the SEC. Duke has a loss in the ACC. So Mm. the team that we all thought was going to be the best team in each one of those conferences has already taken a loss. It's league play, man. Like At some point, everyone is going to get beat on the road in conference play. It's just what happens in college basketball. uh, So, you know, I, I try not to overreact, even when the loss is as bad as what it looked like. Uh, with Michigan State at Ohio State. So I- I'm trying not to overreact to it, but I think the big thing that we can take away is that while Michigan State and Villanova are probably the two best teams in college basketball this year, the gap between them and the rest of the field is not anywhere near as big as it has been in past years. Great news. Chris Holtman uh, takes over that job, Thad Mata. I mean, it was basically the athletic director Smith looked at the roster says, there's no way you can win with this roster. We'll make the move now as opposed to waiting for a year. Taking over this roster and getting them to play at this level, what does that say about him and what he's more than likely going to build Ohio State to into in the future? Well, you know, the first thing you got to say is that Thad Mata played most of last season without Kata Bates' job. And as good as Kata Bates' job has been this year, you got to figure that he probably could have made a difference last season with that team. I think you also have to factor in that it helps when the most talented player on your roster is someone like Kata Bates-Jopp as opposed to somebody like Jaquan Lyle. Jaquan Lyle is what we like to refer to as a losing basketball player. So I think that that helps Chris Holtman as well. Uh, but I do believe, I was asked this question a couple of weeks ago, I don't, I don't remember who asked, it might have been you guys, that if I had to pick one, pl- uh, one, one coach that I think could end up being in the Hall of Fame that is not in the Hall of Fame right now, one young guy, like the next guy Mm -hmm. to step up to be to that Coach Cal, Coach K, Bill Self, Sean Miller kind of level. I said it was Chris Holt. Mm -hmm. I think he's a fantastic basketball coach. 
I think what he did at Butler was severely underrated when you consider that when he first arrived there, he was taking over the program for a guy that went 4-14 in the Big East the year before and had to leave in October due to uh, a medical leave. And I don't think we ever really got clarity on what happened there. But um, So I, I think that Chris Holtman, to answer a question, is fantastic. But I also think it's important to note that Thad Mata had a, a seven-year stretch where he was the best coach in the Big Ten, where Ohio State was the best program in the Big Ten. What happened with Thad Mata is not that he forgot how to coach basketball. It's that he is a guy that never really got mixed up with some of the extras that come with recruiting at this level at this point in time. And he is a guy that has health issues that kind of limited what he was able to do in terms from a coaching perspective, from a recruiting perspective. So Thad Mata's, I guess, quote-unquote downfall, I think has been overstated a little bit. And watching what this Ohio State team is doing this year kind of does make me wonder whether or not Ohio State actually jumped the gun on their decision to get rid of Thad Mata. Uh, but, you know, i, I got to tell you, if, if it was going to fall into somebody's hands, I can't imagine that that job could have fallen in better hands than, uh, than Chris Holtman. Yeah, it certainly looks like it so far, no doubt. Rob Duster is our guest, and I'm with you. I don't think it's going to change. Uh, I want to go back to last Saturday night because – the anticipated matchup was Trey Young, uh, Javon Carter, Oklahoma versus West Virginia, uh, the phenom freshman, and all of that, uh, his high-scoring average against maybe college basketball's best defender uh, in Carter. Um, the first half was all Carter. Young got going in the second half. His team still fell, but that uh, was a t- very entertaining uh, 40 minutes of basketball that uh, that ensued. What Just... Carter versus Young, um, well worth watching that game. Yeah, you know, I, I think what it kind of gave us. So, so here was my overall takeaway. I think what we got in that game was a kind of a blueprint on how to beat Trey Young and beat Oklahoma. Right? You press him. You you do what you have to do to get the ball out of his hands. What West Virginia did was they double teamed him every time Oklahoma was inbounding the ball. And as soon as somebody else caught the ball, they would face guard Young and try to. They just did everything they could. They sold out to keep the ball from getting in his hands. And, you know, we've seen that before. We've seen Arkansas do that a little bit when, when Trey Young uh, had his second-worst game, the only other loss that Oklahoma's had this season. It was against another pressing team like Arkansas. So I think the blueprint is there for what you need to do to be able to slow him down. But I don't know if that's replicable. Like, if you don't play the way that UNLV play or that, that West Virginia plays, every single practice, every single day. If you don't play the way that Arkansas plays every single day, every single practice, like I don't think that you can just start doing that with two days of prep before a game. So while I think that that kind of shows us what you have to do to kind of get in Trey Young's head, and I think that West Virginia was in Trey Young's head, I don't think that this is just something that anybody in college basketball, that any team is going to be able to do. You know, there's Bobby Huggins has recruited and has – over the last four years, he's recruited to this style of play. He's had these, these kids in his system for one, two, three, four years playing this style of play. They've practiced this every single day. They've done their workouts to, to build to this every single day. They've gotten in incredible shape, and they're doing it all to, to build towards this system. And I don't think that that's something that's replicable. So as good as West Virginia looks there, I wonder how many teams are going to try to do that. 
You know, is is Shaka Smart going to go back and trying to play havoc with uh, with Texas this year when they do happen to play them? And, and is it actually going to work? That's going to be one of the more interesting storylines for me uh, going forward in, in the Big 12 season. Big 12, it is a deep conference. We know that. But could it be we just have a bunch of good teams and, and no great teams by the end of the year where – uh, we get to the second weekend, and there's only a couple alive, and nobody in the lead eight. Or do you see more depth, top end depth that can develop out of this league? So I think that uh, with the Big Twelve, I think that the the best teams in the conference at the top. I'm not sure there's another league that is as strong at the top as the Big Twelve is. You know, I think West Virginia is right now probably a top-five team. I think Texas Tech right now mm-hmm. is probably at worst a top-eight team. I think that Oklahoma is probably a top-ten team. And then we haven't even talked about Kansas yet, right. who, if they do get Billy Preston back and if Sylvia Lusuza gets eligible, then all of a sudden we're looking at another team that could end up being a top-ten team. So the top of that conference is absolutely loaded. And then look at the other teams in the league, TCU. right? You know, yeah, TCU has been better than people expect. Texas is, they've struggled a little bit, but they're still waiting to get Andrew Jones completely healthy. And until they do get Andrew Jones completely healthy, I think it's a little bit unfair to judge them. Uh, but I do think they're a borderline tournament team. I think Baylor's a borderline tournament team at worst. I think Kansas State is going to be good enough to upset some people this year. Oklahoma State has given teams fights when they come into their building. Even Iowa State, man, you know, they haven't exactly had a great start to Big 12 play. But this is still a team that's kind of figured things out from where they were at the start of the year. I don't think they're getting back to the tournament, but I also don't think that it's going to be easy to walk into uh, to, to Ames and, and pick up a win. So the biggest thing for me about the Big 12 is the, the double round robin and the fact that every team in that conference is good enough to pick somebody off on their home floor. It's just the league is great at the top. They could end up getting as many as seven or eight teams into the NCAA tournament, and there really is no, like, bottom that there's falls no out of the off. conference. But, yeah, there's no night off. So I just don't see how you can look at the Big 12 and not say that that is the best conference in all of college basketball. I, I think that maybe the Big East could be a little bit close, but I don't think the Big East has the top-end teams. Frankly, I don't think the, the ACC is anywhere near as good as it usually is right now. I think North Carolina's a little bit down. I think Louisville's a little bit down. Notre Dame just lost Bonzi Colson. Uh, Duke can't guard anybody. I mean, if me and Trent ran a pick and roll against Duke, we probably uh, they wouldn't have any idea how to stop that. So, you know, I don't think you can really consider Duke as one of the best teams the way that they're playing right now. So, at least in my mind, uh, the Big Twelve is far and away the best conference. In the country. You know, and in, the, in the, let's stay with the Big Twelve because Chris Beard to me. Look, they don't give out any coaches of the year on January the ninth, but but I think that maybe the Red Raiders. We did, we did, we gave out our midseason coach of the year, and you know who we gave it to? Who, the boy Chris Beard. Yeah, I don't see. He deserves it. I was right on. I mean, that, they. I don't want to say they've come out of nowhere, but I don't think anybody thought that they'd be a top ten team at this point, and they clearly are. Yeah, you know, I I do think they are. I think that they're probably the most complete team in that conference. I I want to see what happens as they become the hunted. You know, one of the things that Chris Beard is so good at doing is getting these guys that have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, that have something to prove, to buy in, and to play their tails off for them. And I think he's also an exceptional coach when it comes to being able to, to scout and game plan and, and build a defense around the way that he wants to be able to defend. But I want to know what's going to happen now that teams are gunning for them. You know, it, it's not like... 
fan bases, fan bases now know how good Texas Tech is. When you host Texas Tech, you are hosting a, a big, massive game. They play at Oklahoma tonight, right? That all of a sudden has turned into a matchup between two top ten teams. That is a huge game. And, and Oklahoma's fans are going to show up and, 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 and show out like it is. You know, Even last week when Texas Tech was playing at Kansas, I still think a lot of people felt like that Texas Tech was one of these teams. You know, we, we see it every year where some of these teams that aren't really basketball powerhouses will go like 12-1 and one in the non-conference. And people will get excited about them because they're winning games. And then when they get into league play, they start losing because people realize, like, hey, they just got hot at the right time against a bunch of teams that probably weren't actually all that good. And I think that's kind of what people were expecting out of Texas Tech. But you know what? That's not true, man. Like that, that is a really, really good team. And I think the one last thing that we have to see is what happens when they are the biggest game on the schedule for their opponents. And I don't think it's – that's not something that you can test. That's not something you can figure out until you actually see it. If you look at what happened with Northwestern this year, we all thought they were going to be good. But it turns out now that they're the hunted, they kind of stink. That's an excellent point. Something to watch. Uh, thank you, Rob Doster. Great stuff. We love having you on. Look forward to doing so in the weeks to come. Always a pleasure, guys. Thank you. Good to Thanks, talk man. to you. Rob Doster talking college basketball, NBC Sports. Quick timeout, Trent. We went a little long there. Tim Yonner coming up next. Viking Update. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. At the Home Depot, free carpet insulation means free carpet insulation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet 699 bucks or more means free installation only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately. I'm Nick Soboleski, a SelectQuote agent with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a $300,000 group life insurance policy but is changing jobs and can't take it with him. Well, I shopped the many highly rated term life insurance companies we represent and found Ray, who is 41 and takes medication to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $27 a month. That's almost twice the coverage for less than half of what he had paid. If SelectQuote hasn't shopped for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-463-5391. That's 800-463-5391. 800-463-5391 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states 
The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards from brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness, give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon. 1700 KBGG. And welcome back. Our final segment here, Tuesday edition of the Ken Miller Show. It's Trent Connor and myself taking you up until uh, 2 o'clock. As promised, we're going to get to the Vikings of the four local teams. The last one standing, the Minnesota Vikings, and they will host the New Orleans Saints. Oh, how the narrative has changed from week number one when it was all about Adrian Peterson playing his former team back in his old home stadium. Uh, we know how that turned out. Nobody knew about Alvin Kamara unless you were a Tennessee Vols fan at this point. We do at this point. Uh, Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. I've uh, been a great friend of the program for a number of years. He's got his thumb on the Vikings, and he joins us. Uh, Tim, uh, Trenton Cannon, Des Moines, thanks for coming on. How, oh, how the narrative has changed. You remember all the way back to week number one and all the Adrian Peterson conversation, Tim. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because, you know, once Peterson signed with the Saints, I think a lot of people were shaking their head, kind of wondering how he was going to fit, myself included, thinking, okay, Sean Payton's got this wide-open offense. Drew Brees loves to chuck it around. Adrian Peterson is not at all that type of back. How does he fit? And I think the trade to Arizona showed that, indeed, he does not fit that type of offense. And really the the Saints have been better off for it, Uh, you know, Ingram and Kamara are the first set of teammate running backs that have each gone over uh, 1,500 yards in a season. First time in NFL history that's happened. And for them to do that when Peterson was helping uh, share the load early in the season is really pretty remarkable. So I, I think they've 
they found their groove. They know what they've got, and uh, they're a good team for it. So uh, after the results on Saturday, you knew you were going to see the winner of this matchup. I know there's two schools of thought. All right, you lost to Carolina as a Vikings fan. You went out there and, and beat the Saints. But there's also, well, who's better right now? Where were you as you were watching the game? Where was your rooting interest as uh, you are watching Sunday afternoon into the evening? Well, I mean, I, I've said uh, for the last week that the toughest matchup for the Vikings would be the Saints. That's the, the team that I think should, uh, you know, concern Vikings fans as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. I felt like despite the loss to the Panthers, that the Vikings were a far superior team to Carolina and that if they got them at home, eliminated the, the big mistakes that really hurt them when they went down to Carolina, that the Vikings could easily win that game. The Saints, I still think the Vikings can win it. Las Vegas has them as a four-point favorite. Um, but I think they are a much tougher matchup because they are so much more versatile on offense. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Having said that, they're going to be going up against the NFL's number one defense. Tim, it's, this is as, as a football purist, this this uh, this is the matchup you want for. Uh, you, you want a really good offense, which the Saints will bring to the field against a really good defense, which clearly the Vikings fans have had. Uh, Vikings have had all year. Yeah, and you know, in years past, uh, when the Vikings have gone to the playoffs, when they've had explosive offenses, you know, you've always worried and wondered about how their defense would do and just kind of hoped that the offense would would be able to, you know, have, have a 25, 30, 35-type point game. In this matchup, um, you know, the I, I don't have concerns about the Vikings' defense. The problem is is that the Saints are so good offensively. My point is, if any team can handle the Saints, and I'm saying any team in the NFL, I think it is the Vikings. And I, you know, I, if either team gets to 30 points, that's the team that's going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be more in the you know 20 to 26 point range that the winner resides. And and so, you know, I I just think the Vikings have the the personnel and the scheme that can really match up well against the Saints. I don't think it's going to be a domination like it was in the in the season opener. I mean, the score in that one ended up twenty one or twenty nine to nineteen. It really wasn't that close. I mean, the the Vikings had that game in hand early. Um, this one, I think, is is going to be a struggle that goes third fourth quarter. You know, and in years past, if the Vikings had a lead against a good offense, and that offense had the ball with two minutes left, there was always a bunch of concern. I think the Vikings are good enough to, you know, to finally be able to shut down one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL today and one of the most productive of all time. So just internally, taking the Saints out of this, what concerns you most inside that locker room with the Vikings as you kind of take a big-picture view going into the playoffs, into the first game, what concerns you most about this Vikings team? Well, I would say probably two things. Um, number one would be the kicking game. Um, you know, it it doesn't have as much to do with the history of the Vikings, Gary Anderson, Blair Walsh, and all that, as it does. You've got a new long snapper. You've got Kai Forbath, who you know has has played in one postseason game in his career. 
and not kicked a field goal in the postseason uh, in his career. And so I think the big moment, the excitement, the, the energy of U.S. Bank Stadium, I think that's a tough environment for a kicker to try to relax and not feel pressure if it would come down to, to a big kick at the end. And, you know, Forbath has, has been okay this year, but not great. I think he's like 32 for 38, something like that, in his field goals. Um, so that, that would be one concern. The other concern, and I have said this uh, since week four of the season, the running game has been fairly productive, but it hasn't really been explosive. And, you know, they may need some explosive plays against mm. a team like the Saints. And if they had Dalvin Cook, I think it would be a much different, uh, different looking offense, much more explosive offense. And Mike Zimmer did say, you know, one thing he wants to see is more explosiveness from his offense. So those are the two key points, I think, that, that, you know, would concern Vikings fans. Uh, Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com for you Viking fans in the listening audience. Um, I'm not certain that in week number one we knew how good Marshawn Latimer was going to be. He was drafted uh, first round. I think he was 11th overall, what the, the first of the two Saints first-round picks uh, this past April. The way he's come on and really proven to be a true, at least at this point in his career, as early as it is in his career, is a shutdown corner. Do you expect that they will try and match up him on Diggs or Thielen or just whoever ends up on his side? Who will Lattimore see? I, I mean, if they are going to match him up against one or the other, I think it would be Thielen. Um, but given the balance of the, the Vikings offense and their passing game, I don't know that you really have to match up your top corner against, uh, you know, the Vikings receivers because, um, you know, unlike what I think will happen with on the Vikings side of the ball, I think Rhodes will end up shadowing Michael Thomas. I do too. Um, you know, in, in this instance, I just, Rhodes, or excuse me, Diggs and Thielen are fairly even as far as production, ability to get open good route runners. So I don't know that it necessarily makes sense for you to change around your, your defense and have a, uh, have a cornerback shadow Thielen. They may do it, but I don't think that's necessary for them to do. Michael Thomas, he, he is so important to what they do. Uh, you got him out there. We saw another big performance out of Ted Ginn. Xavier Rhodes, we know he'll be probably locked up on Thomas throughout. How about that other side, Trey Waynes, and what he's going to have to do against the other receivers for the Saints? Yeah, and, you know, I think uh, Waynes and Alexander have both been playing better and better as the season's gone along. Waynes, I think, you know, he earned his starting spot at the beginning of the year. And for the most part, I think he has continued to get better as the season's progressed. And therefore, I I don't have a ton of worry about, uh, you know, another receiver doing a lot. I think, you know, they're going to get their yards. Drew Brees always gets his yards. But, um, you know, I think the Vikings scheme is sound enough. I do imagine that they will test Waynes quite a bit. But, um, you know, Ginn is kind of one of those hot and cold receivers and uh, may not have a lot of catches. And then all of a sudden, as we saw against the Panthers, an 80-yard touchdown, uh, you know, that was their first scoring play. And I don't, you know, Ginn didn't do a ton after that. Um, You know, it's going to be up to partially the defensive line to, mm-hmm. to just get pressure on Breeze. I mean, he does not get sacked a ton, but if you can get pressure on him and 
make him throw before he wants to or before his receivers are where they're supposed to be in their route, that can make a big difference. So it's not just going to be on the cornerbacks. It's It's got to be on safeties to help out. It's got to be on the defensive line getting pressure, uh, you know, more than likely with uh, with four guys. All right. So uh, we know Minnesota in general, a pretty uh, tortured fan base up there, and the Vikings in particular. What's the mood? What, what, what's the fan base? Tepidation? Excitement? Everybody believing? Where, where's the fan base at in your mind right now? All over the place. I mean, you can... <laughs> You can find the extremes on both ends. Uh, you know, there are people that are absolutely, because of the way that, you know, they've gone through the, the highs and lows and, and, you know, especially lows late in playoff runs uh, with this team, you know, they're, they're just kind of waiting for that, that last year to drop. But there's also those that have been that way in the past that I've heard from, and they say, you know, because of the way this team is built, um, you know, they're, it's such a solid defense. It's proved itself against a lot of good offenses. There is no one superstar that you might have to be concerned if this guy gets hurt. There, there is a bit of a different feel among some people. Like, you know, I really think that this is a, a, a team that I can really put my heart into and, and hopefully not get it broken. So it really depends on the person I've heard from, you know, just all kinds of different viewpoints on that and, it's uh, it's really interesting to to see it all, and uh, once it all comes together, uh, you know, however it turns out, one side is going to be right, the other side is probably, you know, going to either be happy that they didn't put all their their eggs in in the basket, all their emotional eggs in the basket, or uh, at the end of it, you know, if the Vikings do win the Super Bowl, that maybe they'd say, you know, I wish I would have just enjoyed that run a little bit more instead of worrying so much. Uh, Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Two, uh, Tim, two more real quick ones, if you don't mind. Um, Zimmer's playing very close to the vest. Who will be the second quarterback on the depth chart? Who will be number two behind Case Keenum this Sunday afternoon in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I asked him about it yesterday and didn't expect an answer and didn't, you know, didn't get a whole lot, but he did say, you know that they think they'll take their time with uh, with Sam Bradford, and that's sort of the the approach that I expected. I think it will probably be Teddy Bridgewater as the backup, and um, you know Bradford keep him practicing for another week, make a decision next week, and see how he is. And finally, uh, the early game on Saturday, Philadelphia will host Atlanta. Do you have a feeling for that game at all? Well, I mean, I, I Philadelphia has the home field advantage and I think it's a big one when you're talking about outdoors Philadelphia at this time of year um, the better team I think is Atlanta if they're playing on a neutral field if they're playing indoors or somewhere where weather doesn't matter I give the edge to Atlanta um, you know I, I kind of still do because I just don't really trust Nick Foles all that much in playoff football so I guess that's you know that's sort of where I would put it but I, I would say this I think you know, the Vikings are a better team than either of those two. Should the Vikings advance, whether they have to go and play in Philadelphia or host Atlanta, um, I like the Vikings' chances. Sure feels like that to me, too. Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it, as always. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com is part of the, we used to be the scout. What is it now, 24-7? Yeah, yeah. 24-7 sports. He's got the uh, Viking site over there and has for a number of years. It does a, a great job. Trent, before we get out of here, and we have precious few minutes mm-hmm. left, 
Uh, does it feel like to you, just to, to wrap up our conversation there, that the, if the Vikings win this game, or regardless whoever wins this game, mm-hmm. is probably going to represent the NFC? Still not willing You're to... You're not going to go there. You like Atlanta. I, I do. I think they're finding a way. There's yeah. something to be said. Experience. Right. And they overcame that Super Bowl runner-up. Yeah. Kind of phobia or whatever they, they, they want to call it. They snuck in. It's yeah. usually you're, you're out of the playoffs. So I don't think it's a slam dunk. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and if Philadelphia wins this week and Foles starts to play a little bit better, you're going to have to go into Philly then to win that game. So I don't think it's the foregone conclusion that it seems like a lot of people are jumping on. Which fan base would you rather be a part of? The Philadelphia Eagles with Nick Foles in the divisional round or the Jacksonville Jaguars with Blake Bortles in the divisional round? Regardless of opponent. Regardless. Okay. Which right. quarterback? Would I rather have for yeah. this week? Right. Not fantasy. You're a fan of the Eagles. You're a fan of the Jags. Bortles. You really would. Bortles. He ran the football he, very and effectively. That's, that's right where I was going. Yeah. Now, he had some awful throws. Head Just scratching. Setting up screens mm-hmm. and not even cl- screen passes. No, I know. Without a lot of pressure at him. Did not look like an NFL quarterback. No, no. Looked like a guy didn't know if he was a lefty or a righty. Tried and to figure out. A, what did I see? Like a $20 million decision on him after this season? Pretty easy decision. I think so. I mean, there really isn't a decision. Right. Just pick up the phone and call Eli. Yes, yes. You're Tom Coughlin. Come on Eli, down. Eli Manning's going to listen. Retire in Florida like everybody does. Come on, Absolutely. Eli. Absolutely. Uh, the last time Iowa State played in Lawrence, they won in they overtime. Did. Yes. It in doesn't a, feel like that's going to happen tonight. No, 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 no. Fifteen and a half, uh-huh. the number. That's the last time I saw. I logged off my computer. Uh, it's. Uh, it seems like a little bit. So you're taking the points, not expecting Iowa I, State to... I stared at it this morning. I, I took a long look. I, but you haven't made up your your mind yet. I think I'm on Iowa State. All right. I'm, I think I'm going to grab the points. So this will be a log on at 7.55 and make your final determination I, I at that point? I think so, yeah. I, I got a little break here in between shows, so All right. I'll do a little more sleuthing, a few more numbers that I look at, see what I could come up with, but... Leaning to grabbing the points, but no, outright win. I will not be jumping on the money line. I'll, t- I'll tell you that. Does West Virginia play ahead of them again? I know there's a game. They're the they're the late game on the deuce. Let me look real quick. I thought that either is it West Virginia Texas Tech. Um, I don't see it listed. Okay. I don't see an ESP now. ESPN's got two of them at six, so that's maybe yeah, it's Baylor West Virginia. Baylor West. Virginia. So that's got to be the early game on the deuce. Is my assumption. So that means what? We'll get to uh, an eight forty. Well, yeah, I was going to say they'll they'll push back the tip until eight oh eight, and they'll be on ESPN three. And if you're like me and you haven't figured out how to get uh, ESPN three into your TV, yeah. you're going to be SOL until so that point. Maybe it'll go to ESPN News. That's what you hope. Well, so what is the what does News have? I thought. Do I saw, they have a game? Uh, then you run into that. Uh, they've got uh, no. So. ESPNU does. There's nothing that I see on ESPN. Tulane, Memphis at 6. Here's hoping that's all. Maybe they'll find a place to park it, but you can yeah. bet your bottom dollar that the game is going to tip late with following West Virginia. By the way, a week from Monday, mm-hmm. Kansas at West Virginia. Ooh, that's Big good. Monday. Yeah. 
15th of January, that gets your attention. I like Big Mondays. Indeed, me too. Uh, we're out of time. We had a big show today. Um, really enjoyed it. Fun, fun show. What a, what a football game. What a way mm-hmm. to end college football. We are back tomorrow. Jimmy B and TC, they're abbreviated today. Five From 4 to 5, Hawkeye Huddle 5 to 6, Ridge and Creighton roll on in here. What are you and Jimmy, Jimmy B doing? It's a Tuesday. That means a little cyclone talk first with Alex Halstead from 24-7 Sports. Ben Kercheval will stop by from CBS, put a cap on college football, and then the huddle for an hour. And uh, we'll see if Brett and Dave can figure out this Hawkeye basketball team. I'm guessing the answer is no. No disrespect uh, yeah. to them, but they've been, I mean, if nobody else can, we'll, uh, we're out of time. We're back tomorrow, noon to 2. Uh, we appreciate you listening right here. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. When you hear Washer Systems of Iowa, you think about pressure washers. The Washer Systems of Iowa does so much more. Industrial floor care equipment, waste oil heaters, water heaters, accessories and parts, washers, used equipment, along with repair, preventative maintenance, and operator training. Selling and servicing commercial cleanup equipment for 29 years, Washer Systems of Iowa. And the presenting sponsor for you and I, head coach Ben Jacobson, each Monday on 1700. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. When you're hiring, you want qualified candidates fast, and it can be hard to know where to find them. More than 3 million businesses use Indeed.com, the world's number one job site. Whether you need entry-level or highly skilled employees, Indeed helps you find great talent and make the right hire. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com promo. That's Indeed.com promo. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's you, Jamie. Don't hang up. You need to hear this. You gotta quit wearing that aviator jacket. Nobody's buying it. I'm sorry you have to hear it from me, but at Progressive, we're all about giving it to people straight. That's why we show our rates alongside our competitors' rates. And when you're helping people find great rates, you don't need some jacket to look cool. Just keep rocking that scarf. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company.